You're listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Seek First podcast! Yay! I kind of like I don't know. <laughs> Seek First podcast! <laughs> Hello. Welcome again. Uh, thank to you guys for Seek joining first. us. Yes, Seek we're going to enunciate now. Student yeah. <laughs> podcast. Yes. yes. Welcome. Welcome back. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God. That is what this podcast is about. Um, that's And, and uh, you know, just kind of like to reiterate that sometimes as we do this podcast, just thinking through like why we do what we're doing, why we're having these conversations and all of that. Um, that Jesus told his followers, Matthew 6, 33, to seek first the kingdom of God. And, and, you know, in the context of worrying and kind of talking about that, but really just that that verse being such a great, um, we both, I think, agree, uh, great sort of a banner for life, right? Yes. That, that in everything that we do, every conversation we have, every area of life, that we're seeking first his kingdom. Because yes. it implies that, right? There's right. all sorts of things we're but seeking. That is the filter yeah, absolutely. through which we live our lives. All yeah. sorts of things we're seeking, seek this first. Yes. And um, so as we're having these conversations, um, we just keep that in mind, that we want to honor the Lord. We want to seek him first in all that we're doing. So last week we we jumped in and started talking about um, just being a witness. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about that last week and just kind of opened the conversation up. Um, now, if you guys don't know this, Stephanie has copious... <laughs> Copious notes. Here's our word of the day. Copious, meaning Good plentiful, yes. um, abundant uh, notes, which is awesome. Like this is not my giftedness, but Stephanie's very, very detailed. Very like you just got a lot going on there. And I got a lot of notes. You, I got a lot of notes. You like it's to, a big subject. Tell us how you print them out. Like you have a very well, specific. Well, I do. I do. I like to be able just to look at them and see them and not have to squint. Okay. Squinting for me is just not a good look, <laughs> and so I don't. I don't want to squint. So I, I print them in 14 font every time I speak. Whether it's for, uh, on stage, whether it's here, like I always print it on your go-to. Manila cardstock because I don't want anything blowing away or blowing around, around so it needs to be heavy. But not white. To, not white because white gets shiny and sometimes shiny. you get a glare. You think a lot about that. You don't want that. Yeah. No, it, it comes font. from experience. Yeah. Like just being up there and, and, and um, <laughs> it's easiest for me to see on Manila cardstock, what, 14 uh, font. What font is it? I don't know. It's whatever Cambria, word does. Times Helvetica. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wingding. <laughs> it's like symbols. It's like hieroglyphics <laughs> yes. over there. She reads anyway. I, no, yes, I, I appreciate thing. this. About, I'm picking on you. But I appreciate it. And I'm sitting here and I have no notes. Some some weeks I do. Some weeks I don't. Really, I, I use it as an excuse. But the truth is, I'm just not as organized or on top of things. I I, think. You know what? I um, love that we are so different. <laughs> I feel like we we complement one another. Yeah, I'm just like, let's just start talking and we'll figure out where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's like, I got a plan. I got a plan. So anyway, we were talking last week and you have a lot of great notes. And I know yeah. like even as we were wrapping up last week, I could see it on your face. Like, I got so much more to <laughs> say. Three pages of things to so talk about. That's why we ended last week with, okay, we're going to make a, a part two to, to this conversation. So yes. that's what we're going to do. So we're witnessing con- part two. Part two. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to continue talking about that. And um, man, I am not enunciating well today. I'm so sorry. We're going to continue talking oh, about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I promise I am in my clear mind, my right <laughs> mind. I am. <laughs> I'm just not speaking with The COVID. Sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. kidding. I am tired. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I am. Anyway, okay. So 
we kind of left off right in the middle of some of your notes, so I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this one. Yeah. And just start, you know, start sharing like what you got there, and and we'll just we'll right. go and continue this conversation. About so being we a started off talking about um, why we should be a witness, what we had to offer people, how Jesus, yep. knowing Jesus changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talked about the why, like kind of what your pitch is, like what, why you would even yeah. consider being a witness. And then we went into talking about the different ways to witness. And the first way that we talked about was sharing Jesus with your life. Yes. Like without words, right. just the way that you lived your life. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we are living out what we say we believe. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that that I, we talked about last week was this creative minority, and that once we are saved, we are left here on planet Earth to uh, bring redemption, Mm -hmm. to uh, ease suffering, to help people to bring a light in dark places. And then um, uh, we we had started talking about just some of the the examples of people who had done that. Like Kurt and I today just started talking about all these different missionaries and and people who uh, throughout history have really just seen a need and out of the love that Jesus has put in them, out of the mm. overflow of his worship to them and his love for them, they serve others. Yeah. And I thought it was even interesting, the word that you were telling me about worship and how how a lot of, yeah. uh, when the Bible talks about worship, it is serving right. others. Yeah. In our worship to God, it is serving yeah. others. And so one of the things that um, Kurt and I were just batting around um, was that Christians, in fact, throughout history, have been the ones to start hospitals yeah. and to start orphanages yep. and libraries. The reason Sunday school was started mm-hmm. was because in England, um, during the Industrial Revolution, kids were expected to go to work, like nine to five, go, yeah. go work in the factories. And so there were Christians who wanted to teach these kids uh, who were forced to work how to read. Mm-hmm. And they used the Bible to teach them how to read. And that is how Sunday school And they could do it started. on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, because they weren't yeah, in the factories. And so right. that's the way that Sunday so school So most, started. yeah, even like most public universities that, like University of Georgia began, right, by Christians. And it began as a Christian uh, Christian school, Most right? of the Ivy Leagues. Um, yeah, Princeton, Ivy Leagues. Harvard. And like you said, hospitals, yes. orphanages. Um, you know, as we look around the world and just see how much... I even I even heard a statistic one time, and I can't I can't reference where I heard this um, exactly, but even like the arts, the humanities, and the arts, yes. writing, music, painting, sculptures. That if you were to take half of the, or, or sorry, if you were to take all the art in the world out of the world that was Christian themed or Christian related, it would be half. Half of all of the world's art. That's is amazing. focused around in some way Christ, whether it's songs, you know, architecture, the Sistine Chapel, right. you know, cathedrals and yes. sculptures and paintings and whatever, right? Poems, yeah, all and, and books being written, like all these things. It's just amazing it how is. Christianity has so affected our culture. And our it world. has, and it brings light. Mm-hmm. It brings order to chaos. Yeah. Um, that is what we as Christian, and it's not just like a, like the force, right? It's like, yeah. it is people yeah. who have submitted their lives, who have given their lives to Christ and out of the overflow of their love for him, mm-hmm. they want to make things right, right where they are. So they yeah. see a need, they see uh, someone suffering and they jump in yeah. and help. Right. Um, and I think that that is that's who we are. Yeah. Um, we even have, even right now in our church, we have a group of guys who 
totally redid the floors of a lady. She does not go to our church, but yeah. she was mentioned. Um, she's older. She is blind. She's raising her grandson. And, mm-hmm. and these men heard this need and knew that she needed help. So look, their resources, their time, their effort, their yeah. muscles, all the things. They just went over there and did it. And yeah. that is, it's amazing. Yeah, even, you know, you look back at the, the history of this country, 1700s, 1800s, how was slavery ended? How was it abolished? It was yes. abolished by men like Will, William Wilberforce, if you know his story, um, and, and people like that. And not it wasn't just Christians, but Christians really led the way yes. in this movement of going. And 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 people kind of look back on history sometimes and go, well, Christians also own slaves, and Christians or whatever like took things because some people would use the Bible and use it out of context. Right. But really, it was the real, true, honest Christians who yeah. really did follow the who were Lord, living it who out, living it yes. out, um, who were going, hey, hey. No, this is not how we live. This right. is not okay in the sight of God or yeah. from a humanity standpoint. And this must end. And it yeah. was anyway. So just exactly what you're saying. It was the Christians kind of stepping into the culture and going, you know what? We are not just here to to go to church and sing hymns and right. just talk about Jesus. Yes, we do that. But we are here to be salt and light. We are here to be agents of change, of yes. goodness, of grace, of love, of service yes. in our community and in our world. And it's such a beautiful thing that yeah. instantly I think of Paul where he writes, Philippians 127, um, live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yes. Right? Same thing in Ephesians 4. He says this almost the exact same verse. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And that word worthy means in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Like it adds up. Right. It's almost like if you were to put um, the gospel of Jesus on one side of a scale and you put you on the other side of the scale, like would it balance, would it actually make sense if people looked at your life and kind of went, okay, that person says they believe this, but their life doesn't look like that. Yeah. That, that doesn't make any sense. It's not worthy, right? Mm-hmm. No, none of us is worthy of grace, but really the idea of that verse from Paul is just to say, man, it, it should make sense. It should yeah. be something that people look at and go, okay, I get that that person lives that way because of the gospel that they say that they believe. Back to 1 Peter 3.15, that we were always willing to, ready to, to give an right. answer to the hope because right. we have this real gospel, this real hope, yes. and it should necessarily change us yeah. to not just be people sitting around waiting for heaven, but to be people going, man, I, I'm bringing heaven to earth like Jesus did yes. and, and kind of injecting into our society and in our culture the love and the grace and the hope and the yes. truth and the, the hard work. Right, of, and it's sometimes at great yeah. cost. Right. You know, when Paul yes. said he is poured out as a drink offering, drink right? Offering. Like yep. he... We are poured out. Um, we we were talking about some missionaries. Uh, there's a guy named John Patton who, who was, uh, I think he was Scottish, and he decided that there was an unreached people group uh, at uh, one of the islands off of Australia called New Hebrides, and they were cannibals. But he, <laughs> he decided that they needed Jesus. Yeah. And so he <laughs> sacrificed his life to yeah. go. He lost his wife. He lost his child. And because they were cannibals, Instead of burying them six feet deep, he had to bury them 12 feet deep so the natives wouldn't come dig them up and eat them. And so he lived this sacrificial life because he loved Jesus and he believed that everyone needed Jesus. Yeah. Um, I read a book in college called Brooch Co. And uh, it's about this guy named Bruce Olson. Um, it's called Bruchko because he was called Bruchko by the the, uh, the native tribes in South America where he went to be a missionary. They called him Bruchko. That's how they said Bruce. Um, so he wrote this book. It just kind of an autobiography, but really about his journeys and his travels and all that kind of stuff. 
And uh, man, just how fascinating it was to see a guy. He was just like a, a young California kid, yeah. right? Like a blue-eyed, blonde-haired <laughs> boy from California who just decided one day because he loved Jesus that, man, I, I, I'm not going to spend my life just being what you know, Southern California says I'm supposed to be. And he, like you just said, just gave up everything to move down to South America to the Motolone Indian tribes down in South America, where he spent really the rest of his days yeah. sharing the gospel through sickness, through imprisonment, through torture, literally. Um, but like going and doing everything he could do every day because he, and he never looked back with, with regret. Like as you just read his story, how joyful he was and hopeful he was to go, I'm not okay thinking that there's a people group in this world that doesn't know Christ. Right. And I, I want to do whatever I can to go and to share the hope and the good news uh, of of what I have in, in Christ Jesus. So, And man, sometimes I think about my own life when I hear stories like that, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I'm nervous to talk to my neighbor sometimes, you know, or, or you know, the person that, you know, serves me coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, right? Like, whatever. Like, are we willing to just be the kind of people who live our lives worthy of the gospel of Christ? Yeah. Um in every way. I mean, Philippians is, I think, the prototypical book of this, of Paul just kind of making that call to us right. to live as Christ to die as gain, to just say, man, it's it's all or nothing. Like, yeah. it really is. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we're not going to struggle. That doesn't mean we're not going to have good days and bad days. But it's just, are you sold out? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's, right. I don't know about you. I know, I like, that has been, I think that's always for all of us a, a struggle of, man, just, a prayer and a and a and a heart to go, God. I want you to have more of me. I know there's some things I try to hold back. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because but, of comfort, because yeah. of safety, because of all the things. Yeah. Um, I love um, one of my favorite theologians is is Charles Haddon Spurgeon, um, <laughs> and one of the things that he says that we should be reading to our children, um, the the best book besides the Bible to read to our children is called Fox's Book of Martyrs. Um, and it's just stories of people who have given their lives for the cause of Christ. And uh, the reason he says that is because it teaches us um, what people can do, what yeah. they sacrifice, um, so that so that that story can be written in our lives, that yeah. whatever it looks like. People sold out yes, to the gospel. That's right. exactly right. So, And that word, by the way, martyrs, um, that's the word witness. That's the word witness yes. in New Testament. It's martus. It's where the word martyr came from. It just means someone who has a story to tell, so to speak, right? Somebody who's seen something and testifies to it. Yeah. And that's where the word martyr came from. So these we always think of martyrs like it's just people that died. And that's really what we call martyrs is they have died for their faith. But it just begins with a witness, yeah. right? Because that's what the word is. It just yeah. means a witness. It's kind of a cool thought. That's um, awesome. Every martyr we ever talk about, I mean, they were witnesses mm -hmm. of the gospel of Christ. Yeah, and once we get to heaven, there will be many more that we don't know about, but we will. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, and, and you know, we're not saying that you have to move to a, a, a nation of cannibals and like, yeah. but maybe, I don't know, right. but we are saying, um, follow the Lord in that. Yes. For sure. And, and be sacrificial with your yeah. time, with your stuff, be generous, mm -hmm. um, live out this gospel. Like you believe what it says. Yeah. Um, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Like these are yeah. things that the Holy Spirit will give you courage to do in the moment, um, mm. whatever he's calling you to do. Um, yeah. But I don't think we're called to do nothing. Yeah. Back to Philippians again. I'm just, Philippians is just jumping in my head as we're talking through this. Where in chapter three, he says, Paul says, um, you know, I haven't already obtained this. And he's just talking about like, man, I so desire. And he even says, I desire that I would, I would experience the power of Jesus's resurrection and be yeah. like him in his death. 
right? Like he's, right. I mean, Paul's a little right. bit crazy sometimes where he's like, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready to die like yeah. Jesus. And you're like, well, okay. Um, but, but, so he's just kind of talking about that, man, this is the, this is the ultimate. Like if I could just, I, I could only hope to die like Jesus. But then he says, all right, I'm just trying to be like him. And he goes, I haven't already obtained all this, but I press on. It's that whole passage, right? Yep. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. At the end of that paragraph, he says this. He says, all of us who are mature should think this way. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but let each of us live according to what he has received. Like, as if to say, like, look, wherever you're at right now, okay, right. I'm not saying, and Paul wasn't saying, and we're not saying, look, if you're not ready to go move across seas and go, whatever, or God doesn't call you to that, that's okay, or yeah. whatever, wherever you're kind of at with your faith in this moment, look, you might be a brand new Christian still trying to sort some things out and figure some things out. You might be very young in your faith or even just immature still. The point is not, man, we all have to be the same level of mature or we all have to have the same calling. The point is we are all witnesses, yes, and we all have to be, like you just said, attentive to the Spirit and 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 willing to say, you know what, wherever I am and however God's going to use me here, I'm going to be faithful, yeah. right? I'm going to be salt and light right. in my scenario, whether it's, listen, whether it's math class today yeah. or whether it's going to... A, tribe overseas somewhere, whatever that looks like for you, man, one day we're all going to meet Jesus and Mm -hmm. he's going to go, Hey, okay, here's the people I I put you with. Did you witness to them? Did you share my gospel with them? I want to be able to answer that question positively. You know, I want to say I live my life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, whether in the cafeteria or on the mission field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, was, uh, I wrote down Philippians 2, do everything without grumbling or arguing <laughs> so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Sometimes living our life, hmm. um, living out our witness is simply not arguing or complaining or grumbling. You know, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's as simple as just being content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy how something written 2,000 years ago can just step right on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't complain. <laughs> Don't, right. Man, talk about that. Yeah. Well, you, you said at the beginning about how, you know, the gospel of Jesus, and as followers of Jesus, we are called to be these people who in our culture and in our world, like we make a difference and we make a change, being light like you were talking about. And mm-hmm. Like, again, we've seen Christians throughout the centuries do all these amazing beneficial things to society. Right. And what's so great about that is is really I just think man we're we're continuing the work that Jesus started. This is what he came to do. Yeah. So when we talk about being witness, this was something that it popped in my head actually as I was driving over here. I was like, man, I want to want to hit on this because I think people miss this about the gospel. That the gospel is not just how do I go to heaven? Right. Right? That obviously we learn that in the gospel that through faith in Jesus Christ. John 3:16, whoever believes in Jesus right? It is through Christ, in Christ, by grace you're saved. We know that. But but the gospel is bigger than even that. It's not just, how do I get to heaven? It's how do I, again, how does how do I, as a Christian, live in this truth, live my life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ to, to bring heaven to earth? Yeah. Okay, so here's what Jesus said, and, I, and this is where my mind went when I was thinking about that and just going, okay, we're following the example of Jesus. When Jesus began his ministry, okay, in the book of Luke, we have this recorded in Luke chapter 4. So he um, hadn't kind of yet started his ministry. He goes and he gets baptized and he goes into the desert to be tempted, right? We know that story. The next thing that he does, here's what happens. He goes into Nazareth, and Nazareth is is where he grew up, Mm -hmm. right? So this is his hometown. It's kind of like he's going back to the beginning going, okay, this is where I'm starting. Yeah. And he goes into the synagogue, right? 
goes into the synagogue, and he gets the scroll of Isaiah, and he opens it up to Isaiah 61, and here's what he reads. Now, this right here, I want to read this because this is Jesus saying, here's what I've come to do. It's not just about getting people to heaven. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. This is from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, and he's talking about himself, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. It says, then he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. It's like Jesus just was like, mic drop. This is why I am here. Scroll drop, I guess. (laughs) This is why I'm here. I've come. He says, God's anointed me to preach good news, to proclaim freedom to prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, release the oppressed, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, like all these things. And here's what's awesome about that. So quick, I'm I'm going to be fast. I know I'm talking a lot, but... I'm just thinking about this going, what is the gospel, right? And what does the gospel do? And how does the gospel change us and change our world? Well, I think Jesus has given us a hint here because as we look in the Old Testament, okay? You look in the Old Testament, what we see is there are four major narratives in the Old Testament. And Jesus right here is kind of speaking into all four of these. So the four major narratives are these. There's creation, mm-hmm. okay? So we got the Genesis story, that's creation. These are these are the ways the Jews thought about God's story, right? right? So we got creation, then we got Exodus, Right. Okay. And then we got um, the priesthood, which mm-hmm. is kind of after the Exodus, and he, he installs the priesthood, and that's the sacrificial systems and all of that. Right. And then finally, we have the exile. Mm-hmm. Okay. So creation, Exodus, uh, priesthood, exile. Jesus, as he read that from Isaiah 61, what is he saying? He's saying, man, I've come to kind of complete all these things. He's anointed me, I'm the new priest right? Priesthood. I am the anointed one. He says what? To preach good news to the poor. Priest. Um, He's talking about proclaiming freedom to the prisoners, right? That's captivity. That's exile. Yeah. Right? That's it's amazing to recover sight for the blind. That's new creation. Mm-hmm. Right? Creation that is decaying, creation that is dead, creation like blindness and disease and sick. Like I've come to change all that, right? Yeah. Creation is changing. And then he says what? Um, to release the oppressed exodus. Right, freedom for the captives, right? Like these four awesome. big narratives. And Jesus comes yeah. in and goes, This is the gospel. It's not just go to heaven, it's I'm changing everything yeah. for all people who would come to me. Yes. And that's what we get to continue doing as yes. witnesses in this world. I it's love such a cool that. thing. Yeah. Yes. And it is, it is, it is quietly working, serving, praying, helping to bring flourishing. Wherever we are. Yes, flourishing, yes. Yes. Without fanfare, without calling attention to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's um, expectation without an agenda. Yeah. Um, so many times we go like in that, with yeah. an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, we expect God to bring redemption, to change things, to yeah. bring order out of chaos, to bring um, healing, to bring yeah. sight, to bring truth, to bring all of those things without our agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it changes nations. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is so countercultural. Um, yeah. but it is so powerful because that's the way that God has ordained for it to happen. Yeah. And so there was a story of a woman who, um, she was in the Hills of Tennessee. I can't remember exactly where she was, but Mm -hmm. she was kind of hard to get to. And she was 
old. Um, and so a new pastor took over a church and wanted to kind of reach out to all the people that were in the little area. So he went up to any, he, he had heard about this woman. I can't remember her name, but anyway, <laughs> he went up there to visit and she had a telephone book. Now guys, I don't know if you know what a telephone book is, but there used to be these <laughs> ginormous, like four five inch yeah. thick books with people's names. I think you have to bury those, like dig those up in the, <laughs> right. like the deserts of Montana now yes. with all the other fossils. She, her ministry to her community was to go through the telephone book and pray mm. for every single person every day she would wake up and just pray <laughs> wow. and the and and the lord would tell her when someone was saved and so she had these she had these underlines or circles in mm. the in the book um, and it was the people who had been saved and that was her ministry and it was quiet and it was unassuming and it was right. powerful yeah. and it changed lives yep. and so like Kurt said earlier, I don't know what God's called you to do. Yeah. Um, he may call you to pray down the your contact list in your phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but he's called us to do something. And so to yeah. pray and to ask him to give us a passion to witness to others and to notice others. Yeah. Just to slow down enough, like Kurt was saying, that love is patient. And yeah. so we slow down enough with the intention of um, seeing people. And seeing them as Christ sees them, yeah, and what, wanting to bring redemption. What a great ministry too. Just to, as I think about that, and the modern day phone books, are, like you said, contact right. <laughs> lists, or or just scrolling through Instagram or oh, TikTok, and, and you're seeing so many people. But are you seeing people? Right. Right. I mean, we see teenagers. You guys see a thousand people a day. You know, if you go to public school, you see more. You know, you just see so many people, and you get on YouTube, and you get on TikTok, and you get on whatever, and you just see all these people, but. Do you see people? I mean, that I think that's a good question that we need to ask ourselves. Are we seeing, I'm not just talking to teenagers, but all of us. Yeah. Do we see people really the way God sees them? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, no, we don't see them exactly the way God sees them, but just to pray that we would and maybe just a, a ministry of even as you scroll through TikTok going, I'm, oh I'm goodness. praying for that person. Yes. I'm praying for this person. I'm praying for that contact. I'm praying for that friend. Hey, I'm going to reach out to them because I, you know, they made this video or they'd shared this post that seemed like they were kind of sad. Can I, can I pray for you about that? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, these are ways that I think that's exactly what Jesus was saying. Like the spirit to preach good news to the poor. And that's why I'm here. Here, not just to, to bring hope. Yeah, yeah, not just to go to church. Right. But, I'm not saying don't go to church. Go to church. <laughs> go to church. But man, yeah. we are here. We have such a bigger mission uh, as far as witnesses in this world that we should see every day as an opportunity to go, man, there's going to be somebody in my life who needs to hear about this hope and this goodness. Maybe, maybe that person is just physically ill, or maybe right. they're emotionally struggling, or maybe they've just had a hard time with this or that, or maybe they are looking for purpose in their life, or maybe they're seeking out what's true or whatever's going on. And we get the opportunity to speak into those things yeah. and just go, you know what? No, I don't have all the answers, but man, I know Jesus and yeah. he has come to preach good news and he's come to, you know, bind with the brokenhearted and release the captives and yeah. all. I mean, what hope is that? I mean, that's such, that's such a great message um, of hope and freedom mm. from, from slavery, yeah. all kinds of slavery. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah. It's just such a great, such a great thing. So, yeah. So share Jesus with your life. Mm -hmm. Um, like we said, be generous, notice people, um, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves, all the things. Uh, and then the next thing that we are going to talk about is sharing Jesus with your words. 
mm-hmm. right? So there's sharing Jesus with your life. And then there's an intentionality yeah. about sharing him with your words. And I love what Kurt said earlier um, about asking people if I can pray for you. Yeah. Sometimes that opens up the floodgates of conversation. Right. Just especially if they didn't even know that you're a Christian, but to 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 just say, Hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. Um, it it really does start the conversation yeah. of uh, them going, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, or or them coming back to you and saying, um, hey, can you pray for this? Mm-hmm. Um, it it opens up the conversation. It's such a simple question. Yeah. Yeah. Cam um, was telling me earlier, and, he, and he's one of our worship pastors here Cameron at Eastridge. Moore. Yes, Cameron, Cameron Moore, um, was saying that one of the questions that he has started asking is for people um, just to share their story with them. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, they reciprocate. And so they say, right. uh, they say, tell me your story. Almost always. That's Almost gonna, always. And so yeah. these ways of sharing Jesus with your words can start as simple, as, as simply as, how can I pray for you? Or, Hey, mm-hmm. I, I heard about, you know, whatever. Can I, can I, do you mind if I pray over that? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about your sister is sick and can I, do you mind if I pray for her? Um, and I, I'm telling you, it opens up a part of someone's heart uh, that they may not have even realized was there. Yeah. Um, One of my, for me personally, this is probably the craziest story that I've ever experienced of just, and I'll tell it really quickly, but um, of just like, having the, one of those conversations. We were on a, a mission trip down in Mexico, building a house, just a simple mission trip. Yeah. It's hard, you hardly even call it a mission trip. It's serving somebody. You know, we're building a house. Anyway, the last day we were done with that and we had went to um, just the like little village there where you can buy stuff, <laughs> souvenirs. Yeah. We, you know, we're being Americans <laughs> yeah. and we're buying souvenirs. So we're walking around the village and um, buying our souvenirs, going into stores and all these things. The last one, this is literally the last one we walked into is me and like a handful of other students. Mm -hmm. Um, And we walked into this last store just looking for our little souvenirs and we were about to leave and go get in the van. And uh, the guy that was in there, he had on just a little cross necklace, you know, which is awesome. And this is, you know, Mexican guy. And we're just in the store. And I was like, uh, hey, cool. Are you, a, are you a Christian? He said, uh, you know, I'm Catholic. And he spoke pretty good English. So that was great. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I'm Catholic and kind of grew up that way. And, you know, so he kind of shared a little bit about that, not really involved or anything. Anyway, we just got to talking. He just got to talking. And I was like, that's cool, man. You know, we're it's like, we're Christians. We're here on doing a trip or whatever. Just telling about that. And as we get to talking, okay. So this was, I, th- I believe the date was April 6th that we were there, right? Mm-hmm. It was like very, I think it was April 6th. I remember it to this day because um, as we get to talking, he says, you know, he just starts crying as like, we're just sharing our stories with him and we're just talking with him. We asked him if we could pray for him and we did all that, but he just was like crying after we got done praying. We're like, man, it's like, are you all right? Is everything good? He's like, yeah. He said, I, I almost didn't come into work today. And we were like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm glad you did. You know, we got mm-hmm. to talk to you. And he's like, well, today, um, today is the worst day in my life. And we were like, why? You know, like, what is it about today? Okay. And again, long story short, but that day, April 6th, this is no joke. April 6th was the day that his father had died mm-hmm. years before. It was also the day that his wife had divorced him, not a couple of years before he had pictures of his kids on his wall and we had asked him about that. And he finally got to that part of my wife actually divorced, asked for a divorce and left me on this day, same day my dad died. And it was his birthday. Oh my word. That exact day. And he showed me his driver's license. It was his birthday that day. And I was like, this is absolutely, and we were in there 
on this day and just these strangers from America. And we just had, you know, whatever reason, like God let me see that little cross and just started a conversation. And it just went. And the students were great too. Like they were talking and praying over him, just encouraging him. We left that place. This man was weeping and just talking about how, and we were like, hey, if there's a church around here, you can maybe get involved with. We yeah. told our leader his name and like, yeah. you know, maybe he got contact with him. But it was just one of those God moments where you're like, this is what it means, right? That it wasn't just about, we weren't trying to get this guy to come to our church because we live 2,000 miles away from right. him. It was about, man, we, we, we met a person, we saw a person really, right. and just had a moment of kingdom, right? Just a moment of kingdom come yeah. and just going, look, God, Jesus is here with us and he's in this place. He's here to bind up the brokenhearted and yeah. and free you from this this terrible stuff that has been going on because not that life gets easy when we follow Jesus, but man, we we find this freedom. Right. And we were able to share that. And it was just such a cool uh, I I, love that's that. what it is, right? But yeah. again, I say that just also say this, I always end that story this way. I want to be that person in Covington, Georgia. Yeah. That I am on a mission trip, right? Because I'm not always. I'm just gonna be honest, right? Like, well, we, we just get busy about our lives. We, busy, we go yeah. from point A to point B. We do our thing, um, and I think that if we make it a point mm-hmm. to number one, pray for the lost, yeah, uh, and number two, pray that God would give us divine appointments. Mm-hmm. And he, look, those are prayers that He longs yeah. to answer and look for them. And and anticipate them. Yeah. Like wake up going, all right, God, what you got for me today? <laughs> right? Here we go. Yeah. I, w- I would imagine we probably have more divine appointments, so to speak. Oh, my gracious. Than we really think Absolutely. we do. Absolutely. how many we miss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And God's like, all right, we got to circle back with this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, I'll say this. Okay. You, you tell me. You got all the notes there. We're at 32 <laughs> Thirty two uh, minutes in our in our hey. podcast already. <laughs> We're trying to shoot for 30 around this. Yes, um, we are. I know we want to get to some more like practical. Mm-hmm. How do we share the gospel? How do I witness in yes. different ways? And, right, just different, um, even different, even specific scripture references yeah. Yeah. to to go through. Yeah. Um, you want to jump on that one next week? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Yes, that would be. <laughs> I know, awesome. and you probably have even more things there, Stephanie. I'm telling. Well, you, because she's, I know that there's a, there's another one that you wanted to talk about about how to turn a conversation. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So part of that. So. Yeah. So lots Absolutely. still to talk about, guys. This yeah. is this is going to be witnessing part three yeah, because just it's just a going. huge yeah. subject. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 like we said last week, we've just been so, it's been such a um such a thing heavy on our hearts. Mm-hmm. I know at East Ridge, and I'm sure lots and lots of churches, especially from 2020, 2021. It just yeah. seems like we are in a place in a time right now where God has kind of given us an urgency to go, look, we're not playing games here. Right. It's just not a game. We yeah. have to be willing to just talk to people, share with people, live our lives in a manner worthy of the gospel right. of Christ every day. Yeah. And and not only pray, God, let your kingdom come and your will be done, but then to do it. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. Bring, <the> <laughs> Bring it. And his will. So yeah. yeah, let's do part three. Let's do it. Next week then. That'll be great. Sounds awesome. Hey, look, if you are a student um, listening to this right now, tomorrow is one life. Tomorrow <gasps> is one life. And if you are not signed up, you can still come uh, tomorrow at 9.30 is when it starts. It'll go till 8.30 p.m. It's over at the Church of Covington. Uh, bring 25 bucks with you, and you'll you'll get in. You'll be great to go. So even if you kind of show up later or whatever, just come. You do not want to wanna miss it, guys. It is going to be a fantastic... It's, it's a gathering of churches from all around this area. Um, if you're around the Covington area, Conyers, Walton County, whatever. If you're anywhere around here and you want to get over there to, to the Church of Covington, please come join us. Yes, cancel whatever plans you have. You <laughs> yeah, <laughs> want man. to be there. We're going to play. We're going to have fun, but we're going to sing and worship Jesus. We're going to learn. We're going to grow together and 
and just man, so we get to see our brothers and sisters that go to different locations. That's churches, what I but, love is the unity but we're of one the church. churches. Yeah, it's so incredible, great. so yes. great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. if y'all can come over tomorrow, just come on over, and uh, we'd love to worship with you. So thank you guys for listening today, and as always, seek, seek first the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of God. God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.